This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 on Monday afternoon, December 18th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rob Hart. Deep dive into holiday box office magic as Wonka leads the festive charge. We'll cover that in our next segment. But first, the busy week ahead on Wall Street includes data on housing, manufacturing, and consumers. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home is Bob Brusca, chief economist, fact and opinion economics based in New York. Bob. Bob, thank you for joining us today. And and this is a short week as far as data is concerned, as the uh, Christmas holiday uh, kicks in at the end of the week. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the Christmas holidays uh, have an impact on data and people take holidays and markets ignore data that ordinarily would move them. And, uh, you know, it uh, happens every year. And it seems like uh, one of the things that's going to be discussed uh, by investors this week is some comments that came out uh, from several Fed governors this morning saying, wait a minute, hold your horses. Let's not uh, uh, go too crazy here with the enthusiasm about the possibility of the Fed cutting rates early next year. Yeah, well, it seems to me that the Federal Reserve is out there saying, uh, you know, hey, you shouldn't listen to me. Don't listen to what I say. I mean, Chair Powell gave a very clear presentation after the FOMC meeting last week, and he presented the information. He showed the lower dots that, that signal lower rates sooner. They showed a weaker uh, inflation rate by the end of the year, and the Fed took a rate hike that had been on the table off the table, although they said if it needed to, they could hike rates again. The Fed did a lot of bullish things, and the markets, not surprisingly, took off. And now you've got a bunch of Fed people acting as though they didn't say any of that, and they want to put the toothpaste back in the tube because the market's gotten ahead of where the Fed thought it should be. Well, I don't know what the Fed thought markets would do after they presented the markets with all that information. I mean, the Fed knows what the markets are are leaning on their every word. And uh, I'm quite uh, surprised by this. The Fed wants to treat the markets like they reacted wrong. Well, I think the Federal Reserve guided the markets to exactly what they did, and now they regret it. And, and what is the danger there in potentially, uh, to, to, to use an Alan Greenspan phase, uh, in introducing irrational exuberance into the marketplace uh, before the end of the year? Uh, are, are they concerned that uh, that a sugar high potentially could be could be harmful to the economy next year, and they want everyone to just kind of uh, get some perspective heading into 24? Yeah, well, it's more like premature exuberance. You know, when, when the Fed is trying to lay out and monetary policy, they kind of have a path for interest rates in their mind. And, and the Fed's aware of this, that if they get the market too excited, the market will get out ahead of the Fed. And uh, this, this seems to be what's happened. And so 
with the markets rallying, we talk about financial conditions. Well, the financial conditions are a lot easier than they were before the Fed met. And the Fed may be leaning more towards cutting rates, maybe cutting them sooner, but they didn't want to do it now. And so the market has put stimulus on the table earlier than the Fed wanted, and the Fed doesn't like that. But, you know, this is what happens when you make that kind of announcement in the market. I'm surprised that the Fed claims that it's that the markets were misled, because as far as I can see, this is where the Fed led them. Bob Bruska, chief economist, fact and opinion economics in New York. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Coming up, Wonka sweetens the holiday season, dominating theaters over the weekend. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The film Wonka claimed the box office crown over the weekend, earning nearly $40 million domestically and over $150 million worldwide. Joining us with the details is Paul DeGarabedian, senior media analyst for the box office tracking company Comscore based in Los Angeles. Paul, thank you for joining us today. And that $40 million domestically gets you ever so closer to $9 billion of movie theater business for the entire year of 2023. If they do hit that $9 billion mark, how does that stack up to 2019? Well, that's a, a really great point. You know, Wonka doing so well. This is great news for theater owners after a rather slow November. And now we're pushing in on that $9 billion mark. Now, last year we wound up at about $7.5 billion, but we had 21 fewer wide releases in 2022 than in the pre-pandemic year of 2019. This year we're running still behind in the number of movies, yet we're going to be well ahead of last year, but still down from the traditional, uh, you know, pre uh, 2020 era of the 11 billion dollar domestic market for movies. But still, this is a really important season. We've got Aquaman, Migration, Anyone But You, and The Iron Claw opening on Friday, and then The Color Purple, The Boys in the Boat, and Ferrari opening on Monday. So we've got a lot of big movies on the way. And then with uh, with with the Wonka movie, I mean, this is a prequel to the 1971 uh, movie based on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, of course, starring uh, Gene Wilder. And uh, it, it doesn't, you know, and, and I, I don't know, I don't remember, quite frankly, Paul, how successful the 2005 version was with Johnny Depp. Yeah. It seemed to be a much darker interpretation of that story. I seem to remember the uh, the, the press surrounding the film was that uh, Johnny Depp was drawing inspiration from Michael Jackson and Neverland. So it wasn't like a good time feel hood, feel good, you know, ha ha moment at the movies nearly 20 years ago. But right. this one, it's Timothy Chalamet, who in a different time and place uh, is probably the next Tom Hanks. And the the uh, the movie theater, the movie going audience kind of picked up uh, on that charisma. Yeah, I think so. And, and Timothy Chalamet is a star Feels like an overnight success, but uh, this gentleman's been in a bunch of movies, big and small, definitely a movie star and going to be in the upcoming Dune Part 2 opening early next year in the first quarter. So I think for this one, you're exactly right. The, The Johnny Depp version of Wonka was definitely darker. This one is a musical. It's PG rated. Of course, I'm a huge fan of the Gene Wilder classic oh of course uh, absolutely yeah, I mean, I mean, that that was for me that's still one of my favorite movies and gene wilder's portrayal but chalamet chalamet almost feels like 
you know, the, the early years, it is a prequel of how Gene Wilder was and the double entendres and all the stuff that's in the dialogue is so great. What a beautifully visual movie. And remember, too, movies that open in mid to late December often pl- have long term playability. Uh, the Greatest Showman back in 2017 opened in mid-December and then wound up doing like almost 20 times its opening weekend of $8.5 million in its final domestic gross of almost $175 million. So this is just the beginning for Wonka and the other big movies yet to come out. When the dust settles in, in mid-January, we'll know if all these movies were a success or not a success these late December holiday films. And you're gonna, and, and we're getting at that to that time of year when uh, you want to go see a family movie because it's Christmas break and and you need to kill some time or it's the it's Christmas night and everything's over. Let's go see a movie. It's it seems like good it's a, a good movie going period is coming up and hopefully the it theaters really can convert. Is. It really is and you you know irrespective of whatever the box office Turns out to be if you can't find a movie, whether it be Godzilla minus one, The Boy and the Heron, Wonka, uh, Hunger Games, and even films like you know Napoleon and awards contenders like Poor Things or The Holdovers, you're not looking hard enough. Uh, it, for moviegoers, uh, forgetting about what's going on in the kitchen, the front of the house is killing it. I mean, in terms of how great these movies are right now, and so that's what I love to fixate on. Or the movies, even though box office is my thing, that's my world. But what a great lineup of films out there in theaters right now. Paul DeGarabedian, Senior Media Analyst for the box office tracking company Comscore in Los Angeles. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, move over, chicken and hot dogs. Gold bars are on the menu at Costco. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Move over, four ninety nine rotisserie chickens. Costco's new hot product is one-ounce gold bars that sell for $2,000 a piece. The membership-only Bigs Box Giant sold over a hundred million dollars worth of gold last quarter. Let's talk about the Costco gold rush with Bill Uliveri, owner of Cynical Capital Management in the Glen. Bill, how does this work? I mean, if I were to go to the Costco on Patriot Boulevard in the Glen, uh, are, is there a, a shelf full of gold bars? Like if, if you go to the, 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 the advent calendars for beer, uh, you've gone too far. Where do you find this? How do you buy it? I don't know, Rob. I haven't made it past the con- the food concession clerk yet before I get into Costco. <laughs> um, but from what I've been able to um, ascertain, and uh, that the the gold sales, the gold bar sales, primarily are an online feature, where they will ship them to you in a, a very discreet package. Uh, I, I don't think they have them lined up uh, like Fort Knox over at Costco. Um, but this, th- doing this interview, I'm going to head over there today just to take a peek. But I, I don't think they're just lined out like watches and, and engagement rings. This is typically an online uh, product that comes from another company through Costco available on their website. Now, if you buy the gold bar for about $2,300, uh, that means uh, you have an asset. This is this is an asset class, not just a piece of merchandise. Uh, so what now that as a gold owner, what do you do with it? Well, I tell you, Rob, like Warren Buffett, gold is probably my least favorite asset class. So since 2011, so almost, almost 12 years ago in 2011, gold was $1,800 an ounce. If you assume a typical 15% premium that's done by a numismatic dealer and you account for a 3.5% annual inflation rate, 
Gold needs to be $3,237 an ounce just to break even. So while gold is feels good in your hand and it feels good, you know, locking it up in your basement or your safety deposit box or whatever, it just might be one of the worst performing asset classes out there. And honestly, this news story about Costco selling $100 million worth of gold actually makes me more bearish on gold than I think I've ever been, to be honest with you. So, so in other words, uh, there there are much uh, more interesting things to get at Costco besides the, but uh, b- b- besides that one ounce of gold. I think so. I mean, look at this. Uh, you know, gold is up thirteen point seven percent in the last year. The S and P five hundred up twenty one. Dow Jones up eleven. The QQQ Nasdaq up forty six. Bitcoin up one hundred and forty one percent. I mean, if you're going to buy an asset. You know, I would. I think the S and P 500 and our traditional equities are a better inflation hedge than gold. Gold is typically that asset class you buy when you're fearful. And what happens when the market is fearful? It climbs that wall of worry. So for the next year in 2024, I expect, uh, if we have this conversation in a year, that the S and P 500 and the Nasdaq and every other asset class that you and I traditionally talk about on the radio will outperform gold. It's just it doesn't it doesn't do anything except feel good. <laughs> Bill Ulaveri, owner of Cynical Capital Management in Glenview. Thank you for joining us today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. The strike by part-time faculty at Chicago's Columbia College could end soon after a tentative agreement was reached with the administration over the weekend. The storm system that impacted parts of the East Coast this weekend is moving toward the Northeast. We'll look at financial considerations older adults need to have when looking for love and new mates. Plus, it's Stock Picker Monday, and a money pro will provide some investment tip, investment tips. WBBM business markets are higher. The Dow is up 26 points. The Nasdaq is up 100. S&P 500 up 27. 30 degrees right now in Chicago under partly sunny skies at 12:31. Topping our news at the half hour. Striking part-time faculty at Columbia College in Chicago have reached a tentative agreement with the administration. The details from WBBM's Nancy Hardy. An email from Columbia's president announcing the agreement came a day after. 
after the end of the fall semester. The student newspaper The Columbia Chronicle first reported the deal, which is expected to be voted on by the union representing part-time faculty this week. They walked off the job at the end of October over increased class sizes, fewer courses, and other cost-cutting measures. The majority of the college's teachers are part-time. Nancy Hardy, News Radio 105.9 WBBM. After hitting Florida and the Carolinas this weekend, a powerful storm system continues to make its way northeast along the coast, bringing the potential for flooding and dangerous winds. CBS News meteorologist David Parkinson following that storm's path. We saw in Charleston, South Carolina, the tidal flooding there was actually in the top five ever recorded, only beaten by a couple of tropical systems. You had really bad flooding that happened fairly quickly and then also receded fairly quickly. Several inches of rain falling. And in fact, we will likely see somewhere between four and six inches of rain in most of the Carolinas before this storm is all done. Nearly a quarter of a million power outages reported this morning from Pennsylvania to New York and New England. It's 1232 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are higher today. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home is Chris Johnson, market strategist with the Johnson Research Group in Cincinnati. Chris, thank you for joining us today. And after uh, last week's euphoria regarding the latest Fed policy statement from uh, Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell. Uh, We had two Fed governors, uh, members of the Open Market Committee, uh, saying today, hold on a second, slow your roll, and uh, are are investors uh, heeding that advice today? Not so far. We're still seeing the markets trading higher as investors are kind of trying to pile in on that Santa Claus rally or would be Santa Claus rally, let's call it, um, before year's end. There really has been a change in the makeup of where investors are putting their stocks. We've seen it brought out from that magnificent seven that everybody knows about to now you've got the most stocks rallying in more than two years. When you look at the small cap and the mid cap sectors, everybody's kind of jumping in the pool right now. And I think that tells you that a lot of money is moving in from the sidelines as long-term investments. And quite frankly, that's not, it's going to take more than a couple of the Fed uh, governors coming out and speaking or members coming out and speaking and being cautious to slow that down. Is there some danger in putting all of your eggs into the basket of the Fed uh, cutting rates sooner rather than later or having uh, four rate cuts versus three? Because uh, would there be a major sell-off if one, the other, or both of those predictions don't come to pass? Absolutely. I don't think you go uh, headfirst into the market right now expecting that you're going to see three or four, Um, not only because I think you do need to heed what those Fed members are saying, but also simply taking a look at the market. It's overextended right now. What I mean by that is we could use a good five to 10 percent correction. A lot of people will take that as kind of this was a whole false bottom or a little bit of a bear trap if it happens, and you'll start to see more broad selling. So I think it's very good to take a cautious approach right now and not jump in all at one time. There's going to be a long, long-term rally. I think there are a lot of values here, especially if you look in the dividend yield sector of the, of the market, because remember, if rates truly are going to come down in 2024, all those stocks that people have been walking away for, you know, your, your consumer staples, your materials companies, all of those type of companies that yield a dividend are going to suddenly come back into fashion again. So I think just 
take your time. Patience is going to be of the essence here. And uh, one deal with uh, with uh, of note, especially for Northwest Indiana, is uh, U.S. steel shares surging uh, almost 26% after uh, Japan's Nippon Steel announced it was uh, buying the company for about $15 billion. And of course, uh, U.S. Steel will maintain its headquarters in Pittsburgh. It will maintain its name and its branding. And this is a major growth play for the Japanese company that's buying it, uh, just with the surge in uh, public investment and construction. Uh, but what does this mean for the steel industry uh, in America and, and, and around the world? We'll go back to what I just said about some of those y- dividend yielders. And included in that are companies that are basic material companies. They've kind of slowed here as we've seen inflation put pressure on it and the growth picture. And I think that's the most important thing in the timing that comes in the Nippon's move. If you look at the pressure on basic materials from a demand perspective, everybody's been calling for a global recession and obviously a recession here in the United States. If we do, in fact, see a soft landing or something that leads us back into, you know, more demand for basic materials as we see expansion, man, this was the right time and the right company for Nippon to jump on. I think you look at other basic material companies and think about the same thing. A little bit of, you know, some mergers in this space that hasn't seen it for a while. I'm actually looking at Alcoa, uh, ticker symbol is AA, as one of those companies, not for a merger or an acquisition, but simply because it's a value play now. So, Look at the whole sector, and I think that Nippon's move just puts a little bit of a cherry on top here today. Chris Johnson, market strategist with the Johnson Research Group in Cincinnati. Thank you for joining us today. It's 60 Minutes of Financial Planning. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. ABC's The Golden Bachelor showcased older adults embarking on new love later in life, but this also brings in a unique set of financial considerations. Joining us with some key advice for older adults looking to take love and their finances to the next level is Ed Jertsen, certified financial planner and founder of the Engage Wealth Group in Chicago. Chicago. Ed, thank you for joining us today. Now, I'm not going to spoil the results of The Golden Bachelor for those uh, who are still a few episodes behind. That is not what we do here on the Noon Business Hour. It's a spoiler-free zone. But it does bring uh, uh, an issue to the forefront uh, that is more and more common, and that is older adults who are starting over again in a relationship, Ed, whether as the result of divorce or the result of uh, the death of a spouse. And what are some financial considerations uh, you have to think about as you embark on this next chapter? Yeah, Rob, this is a great topic. And as, as we've all heard, right, love is blind. So whether you're 18 or 68, sometimes our emotions can get in the way of good, rational decision making. So like any relationship, again, whether it's new or redo, you want to be quite conscientious of not only the emotional side, obviously, but what is the financial side and what does the family dynamic look like? Because that's where we really see some issues develop. Once we have what we call blended families, which are which are, you know, two adults with kids on either side, things can get really interesting, not in a positive way when we're talking about money and finances. Right, because uh, you 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 have you 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 saved based on a certain scenario, and then you are marrying into a different family, and there may be different financial needs, and all of a sudden, uh, you and your partner may be on the same page, but there could be some other people uh, around this new family who could potentially see you as a piggy bank. 
Exactly. And this is where I just guiding your listeners, it is essential, Rob, essential for your listeners in the second, third chapter of their lives to make sure their estate plan is in order. So whether it's due to incapacitation or death, as you can imagine, should one of the matriarchs or patriarchs become incapacitated or die, I can tell you through experience that it doesn't always end well. And as soon as money's involved, and as soon as one of the spouses uh, passes away, things can get kind of challenging. And that's where these documents are essential to have you speak when you cannot. And then uh, we've, we've talked about uh, unexpected expenses popping up and impacting your retirement savings. Uh, let's talk about the impact of gray divorce. Uh, you do uh, find love again later in life, but it turns out uh, it, it things just don't work out. Uh, what are some things you can do to protect yourself fin- financially if that second marriage or that remarriage just doesn't work? Yeah, so one of the popular things to use is something called a prenup, a prenuptial agreement. Again, these are legal documents, estate planning documents that come into play. These are really critical in terms of these were my assets and your assets. Yes, together you're expecting to be with each other for the rest of your life, but statistics show us otherwise. So being very thoughtful and having those real direct communications is really important, Rob. And as one of my clients said years ago so eloquently, she did not want to be a nurse or a purse. She was looking for companionship. So again, when you're going into these relationships, really outline responsibilities from a financial side, not only when you're here today, but well into the future. Ed Jertsen, Certified Financial Planner, founder of the Engage Wealth Group in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Join us at this time tomorrow for Travel Tuesday. And still to come, we'll get a pair of investment ideas from our Monday afternoon stock picker. Money Talks, as the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Stock Picker Monday. We welcome in Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital, author of the book Calculated Risk, based in Chicago. Michael, thank you for joining us today. And uh, you have two funds that... uh, you recommend on this Stock Picker Monday. Yeah, good afternoon, and, and thanks for having me on uh, right at the end of the year here. Um, yeah, I start with Q's, and, and it's because I've been on your show multiple times uh, recommending Meta and Google and, and, and other big cap tech names. But, you know, the easiest and safest way to play big cap tech in 2024 is just to buy the Q's. So that's QQQ, um, no, individ- no individual stock risk. Uh, but you get to participate in what we think will be another good year for big cap tech. I doubt it makes the uh, the 50% gain that it had in 2023, but I think it's a very good bet that, that uh, it will continue to rise, uh, given that the rate um, uh, we think the rates will, will remain around 4% with the 10-year, and that earnings growth will continue. So the easiest way to participate in what we think will be a good year in big cap tech is just by QQQ. And then uh, your next one is another uh, another uh, uh, fund in the ETF space, exchange traded fund. But uh, this is in one particular space that could become explosive if the federal government does one specific thing. Yeah, so it's MSOS, and that's the uh, cannabis uh, ETF. Uh, you know, it, it is. It's a very. This is a very risky play. Um, usually, ETFs are, are lower risk, but this is this is riskier. That this thing moves more than most stocks do. It, it's a six and a half dollar ETF that used to be fifty dollars three years ago. So, uh, why catch a falling knife? You know, because we believe that twenty twenty four, being an election year, will force movement 
and the long promised but never delivered cannabis reform uh, that the government has, has said they would do. It's a bipartisan issue uh, with the electorate. But the Democrats had had, had promised but have not delivered uh, back from what they said in 2020. So, you know, you have 70 percent of voters in favor of cannabis reform and the Department of Health and Human Services has recommended rescheduling it to schedule three. Um, that would be a huge, huge move for for these stocks. And we believe it will happen in 2024. Uh, and if it does, you got an MSOS that will go from six to seven dollars to 15 or 20. If it doesn't, you know, this thing could go to two or three dollars. So there's definitely downside risk, but it's just a great risk reward bet. We love these types of bets because the upside is so huge. And that's why if, if you're looking at longs for 2024, this one should be at the top of your list. Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital, author of the book Calculated Risk in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today on this Stock Picker Monday and his selections this week, uh, both exchange-traded funds. Uh, the first one, uh, QQQ, the Invesco uh, QQQ Trust Series 1, that's uh, the tech uh, ETF. And the next one, MSOS, Advisor Shares Pure U.S. Cannabis ETF. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.